On today's show, Kyrie Irving speaks to the media for the first time since joining the Dallas Mavericks. What did he say about the Mavs? And then, what kind of trade targets do the Mavericks be after? We'll talk about some centers, some defenders, and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. NBA champion. He hit it! Burn! Burn! It's good! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below and listen every day let us know in the youtube comments which player do you want the mavericks to trade for we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of different targets i'm gonna say what about this guy what about this guy what about this guy what about this guy we're gonna talk about all of them and of course we'll talk about Kyrie's comments as well today's episode is brought to you by linkedin linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown mba joining me as always my co-host writer and contributor at mavs.com the Kai guy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? The Kyrie business in Dallas is officially <laughs> underway. Day one. Uh, Let's go. Here we day go. Day one, baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's what's kind of weird. is like, man, I wish it kind of would have happened on deadline day because so, then we wouldn't have any trade rumors. Like, then we could just talk Kyrie. It's been wild. It's like been this, like, double whammy of consumed into the Kyrie news. Yeah. But it's also trade deadline week. <laughs> and it's like soaking up every trade rumor right now and still like well what's gonna happen here and trades here and dallas is you know probably not gonna be done uh in all this so uh it's fun it's, it's like fun we week. just picked up like the most interesting passenger ever but the train is still moving so you like still have to <laughs> you're still going somewhere right like you can't just sit and talk no, about we're gonna sit back on friday and say Remember like a week ago <laughs> or a week at two weeks ago, Kyrie hadn't even requested a trade. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two weeks ago, we were like, the Mavs are going to do something at the deadline, right? We were worried they and weren't at times. Uh, and yeah. In a span of, you know, 72 hours, Kyrie Irving was a Dallas Maverick and potential more trades are happening too for Dallas. So. And here we are. So today, like I said, we're going to talk about Kyrie Irving's comments, talk about Kyrie, um, some of his comments about being in Brooklyn. Now being with the Mavericks, some of his comments about, um, you know, what he thinks about being with the Mavericks now. And then we'll get into big man and wing defenders that the Mavericks could target. There's a bunch of them available. Isaac and I were texting back and forth a lot today, a bunch of different trades. I sent him some really dumb ones. He sent me some really good ones. So we'll talk about, we'll talk about those. <laughs> we'll talk about those today. Um, I did send you some dumb trades today, didn't I? I'm like, I'm like, check out this one. This one's wild. <laughs> yeah, the first one I was like, dang. Uh, you're really low on this guy. Uh. <laughs> um, Kyrie Irving practices with the Mavericks the first time in LA. They are set to play the Clippers on Wednesday. And so we are, uh, yeah, we're on, on Kyrie watch now to see what happens with them. We got some practice footage. We got some pictures of Kyrie and some yeah. Mavs gear. We got Kyrie. Callie Kaplan said he was the first one oh, to practice. First baby. one in the gym. And so now he is. Uh, then he he spoke to the media. He asked was asked a bunch of questions, and one of the first things that really stood out was his talk about how he felt being in Brooklyn and how he now feels in Dallas. And there's something about Kyrie that I think we have to prepare ourselves for covering covering Kyrie oh, really? and <laughs> covering Kyrie. <laughs> and for you listening, 
to be a fan of Kyrie or be a fan of the Mavericks who employ Kyrie, whichever one of those boxes you, you, you fall into. I feel like there's one of two, one of two that you fall into. Kyrie, if you're going to try and sit, and this is what we're going to do as a show, if we're going to try and sit and dissect every single little thing Kyrie says in a press conference, you're going to drive yourself nuts, I think. I think that the way he comes off, the way he says things, I think if you try and dice through every single thing that he says, you're going you're gonna to drive yourself insane. And so there's a couple of things in here we can take at, at face value, but to try and parse through every single little thing, I don't think it's going to be productive. I don't think it's, it's going to be fun for us, for us to talk about it. Uh, if things come up and we believe that they're worth talking through, we will. One of the things I think was interesting, though, was his talk about disrespect in Brooklyn. It was very clear. Like, I didn't have to parse through what he was saying. He felt very disrespected in Brooklyn. He said, I want to be in places I'm celebrated, not just tolerated. There were times in Brooklyn I felt very disrespected. And he talked about the Mavs. You know, I really felt wanted here. Shout out to Mr. Cuban. Shout out to the whole front office, the Dallas organization. I've been here for about 48 hours, a little bit more than that. It's been nothing but a warm embrace, nothing but genuine love. And I think that's something interesting because... Now Kyrie Irving has this whole rest of the season to go into for the Mavericks to make him basically feel wanted to see and to see if they're going to re-sign him to a deal and to see how they play on the court and like this whole kind of you know rental car situation that the Mavericks are kind of in. And I, I find that really interesting because there are some things that Brooklyn did apparently that he felt disrespected by. Whether fans and people on the outside know what those things are or not. I don't know if we do. Like, I don't know if we know exactly the things that went on that he felt was disrespectful. Some people would look at the situation and say, well, you didn't take the COVID vaccine and you sat out the whole year and then you demanded a trade and like, you know, all these things. And then like, how could you feel disrespected? I don't know. I don't know why he felt disrespected. He didn't really go into it. Dinwiddie felt disrespected in Washington. True. Um, True. (laughs) And, uh, we heard about that when he got here too. So, um, you know, I think uh, in a lot of situations when players get traded uh, to another team, they're like, oh, that team's kind of like giving up on me. Now, we know there's a lot of other stuff that happened up in in Brooklyn and his tenure up there. But, yeah, he feels wanted in Dallas. Uh, he's saying, um, you know, he's, ex- he's excited for those relationships, you know, with Nico and Jason Kidd. Uh, he was obviously asked about playing with Luca and their styles and getting on the floor with him and. Uh, he had, you know, paraphrasing a quote with him and how he's like, you know, I'm excited to see one of these uh, European like superstars, you know, up close uh, and to you know, play alongside of him. And, you know, it was another reminder, too. I think it was in that answer of, say- of him saying, I've literally played with the best players in the world. And and, and on top and of left, that and he, left those players. <laughs> well, you know, obviously he's played with, you know, LeBron and KD and stuff and, you know, many more players. But he even mentioned, too. He's like, I've played on Team USA. I've played yeah. in the World Cups. Like, he's played on these teams with, I mean, the biggest superstars in the world. So, if there's another star that knows how to play alongside of another guy who likes to score the basketball, that's why any of the narrative of like the two balls or two ball handlers or two scores, like, I'm not worried about that one single bit. No, and he's not either. He he was also asked about the cohesion between him and Luca. Said I'm not worried about that either. Like, I'm not worried about fitting. I'm not worried no. about fitting on the court. There's a great piece from Nikias Duncan today about um about their fit and how they'll fit on the court. It's it's going to be seamless, I think. Like the two the two are just going to play really well together. The other thing that I think stood out in this in Kyrie's comments to start this was uh he was asked about, you know, leaving Brooklyn, and he said, you know, it's water under the bridge now. I wish them well. I left them in fourth place. I did what I was supposed to do, took care of my teammates, was incredibly selfless in my approach to leading. And that's a quote that a lot of people are taking 
and running with. He was incredibly selfless in my approach to leading. And if you look at that quote and you see from the outside and say, all right, well, were you like, were you incredibly selfless in your approach to leading? A lot of people would say he wasn't. Then you look at what the players have to say about him. He was the number one player voted for the all-star voting. Nick Claxton and other players that, you know, like Brooklyn players have talked about how Kyrie Irving is, was his guy and his like his, his mentor type person was there for him. And you know, all these things, he's still going to be there for him. All kinds of guys around the league love Kyrie. It's very interesting that there's a difference between how players react to Kyrie and how media and like outside people and sometimes fans react to Kyrie. And I thought that quote kind of, uh, encapsulated it because if you look at that incredibly selfless in my approach to leading from the outside perspective, you'd think that's ridiculous. Like that's a ridiculous statement to hear. But if you're hearing from the player's perspective, it might not be. Yeah. I mean, when, when I want to look at people's leadership, I'd love, I love to see uh, the people that they led and to hear what, you know, those people uh, had to say. Now you can talk about the measure of success and all that stuff, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the moment he didn't get traded to LA, LeBron was doing an ESPN interview talking about how bummed he was that he didn't come to LA. Right. So, you know, other teams want him. Now you could say those teams are desperate and all that, but fact is LeBron wants him. Kevin Durant wanted him. Uh, stars want to play with the him. Suns wanted and, him. Uh, the Clippers wanted him. The, the, yeah. the Heat wanted him. You know, it's like all, all these teams wanted Play, him. Players, players love him. I mean, I know it. I've said this before. I tweeted it. It's way more complicated than this, but it, as simple as you can say it, the players absolutely love him. A lot of the media hate him, and the fan base, as we know, is very split. Yeah. The other thing that came up today was his apology that he posted about um, about post about uh, promoting or tweeting or ju- or posting the documentary that had the anti-Semitic views and statements and you know tropes in it. I guess to to boil it all down, he deleted that post that had the apology in it. Sometime between when he got traded and and now, he deleted that post. Um, I think the timing of that is strange. It could have been, uh, you know, flip the bird to the to the Nets at, at the way out because they made him do that apology or seemingly made him do that apology. I'm not sure about that. I think deleting the post in and of itself isn't a whole big deal as long as he still means it, right? Like just taking down the post, I don't think is that big of a deal. He did a bunch of other things. His answer to, do you stand by the apology though? I found interesting. I just want to read it because I feel like it's, it's something that, that people need to hear. He said, I stand by who I am. I did it because I care about my family. I have Jewish members of my family that care about me deeply. Did the media know that beforehand when they called me that word anti-Semitic? No. Did they know anything about my family? No. Everything was assumed. Everything was put out before I had anything to say. And I reacted instead of responding emotionally, maturely. I think that's the big one. He got he you know goes on to say, I didn't mean to be defensive or go at anybody. So I stand by my apology and stand by my people everywhere, all walks of life, all races, all religions, same thing. So that, that was his quote. And I find it interesting that he he takes, you know, I, I responded immaturely and I didn't respond emotionally maturely. And I think that's when I go back and read some of the comments that he made and like the way that he was going back and forth at Nick Friedel and the way that, you know, he felt attacked. And when he felt attacked in that situation, he lashed back out and he doubled down and doubled down. He was totally wrong for doing that. And to not have vetted what he was, you know, promoting and posting and, and all that, it's very dangerous because like, it's a very dangerous thing that he did to, to post that and to promote that and to have the platform that he did. Um, so that apology has been deleted. Sounds like he still stands by it. Um, but this is what my point at the beginning of this. If you're going to try to parse through everything Kyrie says, I don't think you're going to figure out what he means. 
<laughs> I don't think you're going to try to figure out if you're just going to parse through every single word. So we'll continue to talk about Kyrie on the court, talk about him as a player, talk about how his teammates respond to him uh, and all that. And if anything comes up, of course, we'll cover it here on Lockdown Mavs. But coming up, let's talk about some trade targets. Let's talk about some wing defenders, Woo-hoo! some bigs. Let's talk about some actual basketball stuff we can get into. We'll talk about that next. But before we do, let me tell you about LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs can help you find a job. It can also help you find somebody to fill the job that you have as a small business owner or hiring manager. You know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedInMBA. Makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. They have 875 million member profiles to post your job in front of. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnMBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen today. On Thursday, trade deadline day, come hang out with me, John Corrales, and Pat the Designer. It's going to be a blast on Lockdown NBA, the live stream. We're going to be going uh, starting an hour before the trade deadline, but bringing in people, talking about the trades, reacting as they happen. Lockdown NBA on the on the. Uh, on the YouTubes, on the, on the YouTube, the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel. Go check it out. I'm going to the Walmart later to get my groceries. <laughs> go to the YouTubes. Uh, all right, Isaac Harris, you want to start with wings or a bigs? Um, bone in or bone out? <laughs> it kind of feels like, let's start with some bigs because I think that the Mavs need that more at this point. Okay. Do they? I think they do. Well, you want to debate that first? What do they, what do the Mavericks need more? A big or a wing now after the trade? As currently constructed, a wing. You think so? But the moment they trade Christian Wood for a wing, then they need a big. <laughs> That's I just don't think they need a big anyway. They need a defensive big. Maxi may come. Now we, we actually learned today that Maxi is going to come back after the All-Star break, which is a miraculous recovery. I'm not, I don't know what to expect from him coming back because coming back from a hamstring injury like that is, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, it is miraculous to think about it. Um, I'm kind of just like not thinking about Maxi and just like, all right, let's see what happens yeah. with, you know, because I mean, we've be been bonus. talking. Yeah, we've been talking about these past few days. You know, it's Tim Hardaway, Christian Wood, JaVel McGee. Obviously, some other players could get moved on the roster. But like those are the three biggest names. It was reported also that they were shopping those guys. Jake Fisher, different people were like, hey, they're shopping Tim McMahon. They're shopping those three guys. We know that. There you go. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what what do they need? Let so let let's start with bigs first. Then let's just yeah. assume that all right, if they trade Christian Wood, if they get another wing in. Like the the idea or the plan is not to go into the playoffs with just Dwight Powell and Javale McGee or Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba as your as your bigs. And I hope so. I hope not. <laughs> are there some other names? Who are some of the the I don't know you say bigger names, but. Who are you thinking? These are not going to be big names, right? These are the ones I think are available and the Mavericks can get them, right? Like, the- Yeah, well, I think there's a – shocking here. I think there's a tier. Um, <laughs> Isaac of, loves his tiers. Because, you know, Nick made a list of uh, of some bigs that they could go after. I think your top three names is a separate tier from the rest of them. And, you know, they, yeah, they can go from there. So the top three names and the top three bigs, Miles Turner – that one seems kind of not as available as the rest of them. Seems like it would take. Yeah. It, I think it would take a little bit. I may. I even consider taking him off, but I think he could be had. 
Um, Jakob Pertl is definitely available. Clint Capella, we haven't heard his name a lot, but he has been moved to the bench back and forth from the Hawks, and they have a Kongwu there. The Hawks really want to shake things up. I think Capella is available as well. What do you think about it? Let's just talk about those two names, Pertl and Capella. Very interesting, both of them. Um, I, I think Pertle would be an awesome fit in Dallas. Yes. I mean, you've already given up a first. Um, you know, for Kyrie, I think he would be a great fit. I've talked about him in in the short roll decision-making with Luka, too. Um, I think um, somebody's tweeting at me about LeBron's record right now. I'm like, guys. <laughs> That's the last thing Isaac wants to hear. You know I do not care about him. <laughs> um, but anyway, um you know, I, I think Pertle would fit great. Atlanta is one of the teams. Like I circled, you sent a list of players to me, and I, I literally like wrote down a few teams. Atlanta is a team that I'm saying there's there's like three or four dudes on that roster that if they ended up a Maverick by Thursday, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, would you be shocked if they announced tomorrow Dallas, you know, lands John Collins for Christian Wood and something else? And it's like, all right, he's not really the defender like we needed, but it's like they're going all in like, the, you know, or it's, you know, Capella and Bogdanovich, you know, for Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway, you know, man. Tim Hardaway and something else. And, you know, it's something like that. Or Dallas is, you know, they go after DeAndre Hunter. There's literally like four guys in that roster. But if Capella's in that deal, I think he would fit good in Dallas and his defense would be an upgrade over what they have. Oh, abs- that, that's the big thing for both of these guys. Pirtle and Capella is the defense would be such a big upgrade over, over what they have now. Um, and to move Dwight Powell to a backup role, huge. We've been talking about, how long have we been talking about this? Since 2017, when he, like <laughs> for forever, we've been talking about Dwight Powell is an amazing backup center, but he's been thrust into this starting role, playing, you know, starting minutes sometimes, and he just shouldn't be playing against starters, but he'd be an incredible backup big. He, he'd be one of the fan favorites of all time if he didn't get that bigger contract and thrust into the starting role and, and all this. Could you do a Bogdanovich and Capella for that, like Tim Hardaway, Christian Wood? Like, what would you have to put in there for the for the Mavericks side? Because I feel like the Mavs have to put something into it. They at least have to put yeah. in like three million more. So maybe just well, you, Frank. But when you when you look at you know obviously when you look at any trade, I always start with like why would the other team do it right. first? And I think for for Atlanta. I think they would have to be deciding on, all right, can we swap out some parts while also trying to shed some future money? So that's where Christian Woods expiring comes in. Um, you know, so where is there a way? I think there's some iterations of a deal for Dallas with Atlanta to where it could shave around 20, $22 million off their books for next year. If it's a Bogdanovich and Capella or a John Collins and Bogdanovich for, you know, Christian Wood and Tim, um, there's some stuff through there could save him some cap room this summer. What about some? I think they would have to send a first in either of the Pirtle or Capella trades. Do you? Capella, I don't know because I think it depends on how much money they take back. I think yeah. Pirtle one, yes. Like if they're going to give up Pirtle, I think you do have to give up some stuff. And because you know San Antonio doesn't care about shedding you know money, so but there's but like he, we we want picks. Pirtle is a free agent this summer, so they could be looking at it yeah. and and they they've been asking for two first this whole time is what the rumors been. And so maybe at by the end of it they just say, "All right, you call their bluff. We we don't need a first. Give us, you know, Mavs don't have any seconds to give right now either, which kind of stinks. They gave two of them in the the uh Kyrie trade, but yeah. Two of them in the Hardy trade, two of them in the Kyrie trade, and that's basically like your seconds are all gone <laughs> at that at yeah. this point. Uh, a couple other bigs that I mentioned in this and I'll just, let's go through them a little rapid fire. Nurkic okay. in Portland. 
He's not the defense. Like they need a defensive big. They need somebody that can defend. Like Nurkic is big. Yeah. He can rebound. That he would be helpful. He'd be better than what they have right now. But they gotta get. Somebody. He would be good for the rotation, like the bullpen of like Nurkic, Dwight, Maxi. All right, you kind of got your like three different types of yeah. But you know, really, you're not really playing pitches. Nurkic in prime minutes, right? <laughs> no, you play Maxi in prime minutes. <laughs> But yeah, the rest yeah. of these guys, you're not really playing in prime minutes either. Nas Reed, maybe one. Sign me up. Love him. Yeah, that, that, one, that one's an interesting one. He's he's one that would fit so well because he's mobile. He can shoot and he can defend a little bit. He's not going to be he's like a little, little small, but he's yeah, he's a little small. He's like he's like Christian Wood size. So he's not going to be the, he's like six, nine. He's maybe an inch shorter than Christian. Wood. Are you happy? <laughs> Got to be real specific about these heights sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, um, but he's he does all the things the Mavs want. I, I don't think they, I don't know if they'd have to give a first, but you'd have to pry him away from the Wolves. Like they're not just giving him away. Yeah, because they, you know, they need to really lock in another big, because uh, they don't have any other bigs locked in. <laughs> they also, he's also going to be a free agent this summer. And do they want to give money to another center? Like they have two centers already making like seventy. That, that million. was my joke. That's Se- what, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm taking it, and making it a real point. Uh, making they already have two centers making seventy million dollars. Do they want to pay him? And so if they don't, then they'll have to get something for him. Yeah, uh, Nasri like him. Mo Bamba, uh, you put him on the list. I mean, he would be a good flyer. I don't Here. know if I'm like relying on Mo Bamba. Calling my shot. Calling my shot. Tim Hardaway for Mo Bamba and Gary Harris. Call it in the league. Yeah, I mean it's not bad. That's it's that's not bad my trade. I mean, that's the- my trade. I've been calling for for like two weeks now, and I, I have two for Tim that I'm just waiting on. The next one on that list, um, I mean, is it's Nerlens, and you could do the whole Tim thing for Ner, you know, Tim for Nerlens and Alec Burks. This, that's my that's my other trade. Those two yeah, trades, I mean, I'm, I'm predicting the, that one of those two trades happens on trade deadline day. Which one would you be happier with? So it's Tim to Orlando for Mo Bamba and Gary Harris, or Tim to Detroit for Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel. Um, I think the Detroit one. I think interesting. I think I would be, I think the Orlando one for me because so I like Burks more than Ross, but I like Bomba more than Nerlens. Yeah. Same. But yeah. I, I think Bomba can help more. And I think Gary Harris has played in bigger moments than Alec Burks. He's got that fight in him. So it's good. <laughs> he got suspended for like two couple of games there, but Bomba can also shoot too, which is interesting. And you can do a lot with that. He's got some more to go. Nerlens is just not playing for Detroit right now. And I asked Kuka Hill about this, our locked on Pistons host. And he's like, they just decided they did kind of a John wall, like thing where they decided, Hey, you don't have to play for us anymore until we find somewhere else for you. It's like a Jay Crowder situation with him. Mm. So that's why he's not playing. I was like, why is he not playing on that terrible Detroit team that needs another center? Like (laughs) all the time. Yeah. So those are two ones I'm really looking at for Tim coming up. Let's talk about a couple more bigs, and then let's get into some wing defenders. There's a bunch of them that I want to talk about. I think these are ones the Mavericks could absolutely go after, including one that said that I like to tweet about Dallas uh, Lofts. We'll talk about, we'll talk about yeah. that coming up. Before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. If you are new to FanDuel, that's great. This is the time to do it. It's the number one sports book in America. We're super excited to partner with them because Super Bowl 57, they have a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, point spreads, who will score a touchdown, all that kind of stuff. Go check it out at FanDuel, at sportsbook.fanduel. Let's see. Let's pick some, like, Super Bowl specials. Um, 
Either Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes records 50-plus rushing yards. Oh, Jalen Hurts is getting over 50 rushing yards. But you get either one of them. So you get either one. Yeah. Well, sign me up. Okay. Minus 150 on that one. That, that one's like a guarantee almost. Yeah. Uh, Eagles to rush for four-plus touchdowns. Oh, my God. That's a, uh, lo- that's a lot. That's plus 1,300. I'm not as confident in that one. Any non-QB to have a passing touchdown. Non-QB? Yeah. No. That's some fun stuff you can bet on. But you can go check it out at FanDuel. See what's available. Your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 50. Use Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's keep talking about some of these trade targets that may be available to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, we've talked about some bigs. we talked about a couple of the, the better bigs than Nurkic. Nas Reed, Mo Bamba, Nerlens Noel, Mason Plumley. I got a couple of I got a couple of uh, of Hornets trades here for you. Ooh, okay. Mason Plumley, not Miles. I Get tweeted it. I tweeted Miles, and I kind of did it on purpose to see how many people would catch it. But I also. <laughs> Get them confused all the time. <laughs> Mason, Mason Miles. There's also a Marshall Plumley. Okay. Uh-huh. Here's a trade that I think is interesting. So Tramel tweeted this on Twitter at me. Christian Wood, Frank Nilakina, and a first round pick to the Hornets mm-hmm. for Mason Plumley, our boy Dennis Smith Jr. Bring him back. Bring him, bring the boy back home. And PJ Washington. PJ Washington's gonna be a free agent this upcoming summer. I don't know what Charlotte wants to pay him. I don't know what they think he is. And so now you're bringing in these three guys that, that fill roles for the Mavericks. What do you think about that trade? Um, I like PJ, PJ Washington a lot. So he would be fun to have. It's, is that like bigger wing? Would you give a first for him? I don't know. I I'm, I have no clue what I would pay him. So like no ballpark right now. That's such a that, that's such a tough situation to be in because you're giving up. A, it's just, it's kind of like Kyrie, but if Kyrie stays, you're giving him the max. So it's that's a little easier. But for PJ Washington, it's like the money. Like how much money are you giving yeah. this guy? You bring him in for what like three four months, <laughs> trying to figure yeah. out how, what he means to this team. He would fit so well though. He can play the four. He can play a stretch four. He'd just be so great. Dennis would have some be some defensive, you know, backcourt help. He would replace Frank, <laughs> I think. And then uh, Mason Plumley would Mason Plumley start? No, Dwight probably still start. But I like Mason Plumley as a target, though. Yeah, but he would be interesting. Um, I have a couple other ones. I have a couple other Hornets ones. If we're going to talk about some wings, um, this pod's going longer today. I'll fight you if we don't. Why, what else do you want to talk? You have a bunch we of stuff. We haven't talked about. We haven't talked about wings. I have some other trades. All right. What other? What other wings? Are, so OG and Anobi is the big wing that would be the perfect fit. I don't think the Mavs can get him with what they have. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to take at least two first round picks. Uh, they. I mean, they have like the Josh Green piece, Jaden Hardy, first round pick. You know, some of that. Like, I think they could get close, but no, they don't have enough. Is it bad that I wouldn't give up Josh Green right now? For, am I drinking the Kool-Aid? Am I drinking the Aussie Kool-Aid? Yeah, I love Josh, but I, I, would, I would give him up for OG, yeah. But, but like Josh Green with like multiple picks, with other like other stuff. I would for OG, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt. He's a guy that's avail- he definitely available. They're shopping him for sure. The other interesting trades out there are any kind of Dallas-Utah stuff, and Vanderbilt's definitely available. He would fit with the Mavs. Yeah, Jazz is kind of like the Hawks in the sense of there's so many players that could fit in Dallas. Uh, Vanderbilt, I mean, 
Michael, you know, Michael Beasley. Wow. Malik Beasley. Close. Uh, <laughs> did you see that Michael Beasley? I was say, the other day? He, yeah, he's in the news he now. Yeah, he wants to play for like, I'm like okay. Come back um, to the Lakers. You know, Mike Conley, obviously, but no, I mean, I love Vanderbilt. Like, he would be great in Dallas. He'd kind of be a, a small ball, you know, five if they want him to be. Um, he just can't shoot. So that part sucks. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, but he, man, he can rebound. He's super energetic. Yeah. Uh, I would love to have him and cheap contract uh, and all of that. So, yeah. Um, Robert Covington. We've talked about this a lot. I think the wood trade that could happen is Robert is uh, for to the Clippers, Robert Covington and like Reggie Jackson or um, like one of their younger guys, Brandon Boston or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at the Clippers guys, the, the, that's the team, you know, we know is interesting. Christian Wood. There's so many different options of that. Um, you know, with a give up on Marcus Morris, pair up the Morris brothers in <gasps> Dallas. Um, That'd be so you know, for, weird <laughs> for Christian Wood. Um, what do they have to attach to, you know, Robert Covington to get, uh, to get Christian Wood, um, and all of that, you know, Reggie Jackson would be a good backup point guard, I think, uh, for Dallas, even though he hasn't had the best of year, Nick Batum would be a, a great pickup for Dallas. If they could get him in a deal, um, you know, would, would you do like, if it's like Christian Wood for Nick Batum and John wall, even though they're both like older, um, Nick Batum would, I think, would be awesome on this Batum, match. Batum, yeah, Batum would be great. Do we think he's available? Like, probably for that. No, I mean, I just don't, I don't, I don't know exactly. But, um, I mentioned this. Though, I mean, the Jay Crowder stuff is just never ending. But like, I mean, he would fit in Dallas more than before. Uh, if they if they went after him, if they the biggest swing, I wrote down this question at the end. I was like, I said, what's the biggest swing, realistic swing they could still make? And I. I think it's John Collins and DeAndre Ayton as like the together. Because I <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying like, like oh yeah, they, that would be a huge swing. <laughs> I I don't think they can pull off OG. I don't think they can pull no, off Siakam no. or Van Vliet. You know, like they already got Kyrie, so it's yeah. like I don't think they can get any of those like bigger names. But like if they walked away for, with DeAndre Ayton, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, like and I would understand if they just went all in the pick and. But I think you're probably having uh, yeah anyway. And then John Collins would obviously be a swing too. Both big money guys, but I think Crowder would have to be in that deal with Aiton. What do you What do you think about? Um, okay, so I have a Christian Wood three team trade. Christian Wood goes to the Clippers. Okay, the Jazz get two seconds from the Clippers. Okay, and the Mavs get Robert Covington, Jared Vanderbilt. Utah gets salary back or whatever. Whoever else. I was going to say, that's what I was kind of struggling with. Who goes to Dallas again? Robert Covington, Jared Vanderbilt. For, basically, the Mavs get Robert Covington and Jared Vanderbilt for Christian Wood. Utah gets yeah. a couple seconds for Vanderbilt. Yeah. The Clippers get, yeah. get Christian Wood for Robert Covington in two seconds. Yeah. I would call I, I would call that in the league. I think you I think you can do that trade. If, if, yeah, if Dallas is gonna ship you know ship off Christian Wood, then I you know, that's the type of you get two bigger wings at that point. I I would totally get that. You gotta try to get something for him. I don't think they're gonna it doesn't sound like they're gonna re sign him. All the talk about oh, we could have max cap space if Kyrie leaves. Like they're not really are they really looking to re sign Christian Wood? Anyway, um here's here's one. 
that is kind of weird. And I don't know how much it helps Dallas like right now, but would Golden State Are you gonna send Wiseman? me are you send Wiseman again? Would Golden State do Wiseman and Moody for Christian Wood? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but like would you be shocked? Yes. I would be shocked would, if the Warriors make a trade. They keep saying, hey, we're gonna make trades. We're gonna oh, make, I think they're making our young guys are available. We've said how many years have we said, oh, the Warriors, they gotta do a deal, they gotta get go get Kevin Love for for Clay Thompson. Remember that? Like forever ago. And they still haven't traded any of those guys or any of these young guys. And these young guys are like their their value is at the lowest it's been <laughs> in, in years, you know? Like when they first drafted them, their value was pretty high. And it's like, oh, the Warriors, they drafted these guys. Number two pick overall, top f- top 10 pick in Moody. And now, like, they're not even in their rotation a couple years later. Yeah. yeah. Um, the These are the names I'm watching for Dallas over the next few days. Mm. I'm watching Pirtle. I'm watching Capella. I'm watching Vanderbilt, Covington, and Thibel. Those are the five names I'm watching for Dallas. If you could just convince Daryl Morey that he can fix JaVale McGee, a JaVale for Matisse Thibel trade works. <laughs> um, if they just think they're, gonna, you, they're just going to lose Thibel for nothing. But. Can I give you one last one before we go? You can give me a couple and, more. We Let's go for it. It's trade deadline week. Good. I mean, there's nothing else going on in the NBA tonight, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang with me. It's a two-team trade, but the Mavs first is in this deal. So, okay. in in trade NBA uh, or Fanspo, it says there's it's zero wins for both sides. So it's like, <laughs> it's like perfect. It's an even trade here. Uh, it's with the Knicks. Javel McGee. I'm in. Christian Wood, <laughs> Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway. Ooh. And the first round pick in 2027. Giving the Knicks more four. of our picks. <laughs> four. Evan Fournier, Isaiah Hartenstein, Cam Reddish, and Emmanuel Quickly. So you get a big in Hartenstein. That's nice. You get Quickly, yeah. who'd be perfect third guard. Like perfect, 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 perfect third guard. Can play with both Kyrie and Luca. You have to take swap a, out Tim and Fournier. Take a, you have to swap the Tim and, and Fournier. And then what was the other who's the other player? Reddish. And Reddish. You get you get to take I mean, a fl- there's talks that they might legit buy out Cam Reddish. Yeah, you, you get a flyer on Reddish, so he's just he's thrown yeah. he's thrown into the deal. Am I giving up? A, if I'm giving up the first, I need I need a center. I need a guaranteed center that can defend the rim because that, that's what this team is going to need. We're going to go through this playoffs and be like, dang, this team really needs a center, and then we're just going to go in the offseason with the same problem as last year. <laughs> Well, I landed on it because I was like, would Dallas give up the first in that thing in, in that deal? And it's like. All right. Well, you get quickly as your third guard. You obviously get Hartenstein. It's like Fournier for Tim. You get the swing at Cam Reddish. So you get like multiple parts in this, and you get off, you know, Javel's contract. Now you're not playing, Tim's trying con- to figure Tim's out Tim's contract. Yeah, Tim's contract. But then you know, Fournier and Tim's kind of like equaling out or whatever. Oh, yeah. But um, anyway, that was just intriguing because a lot of times we think about the first round pick being, you know, in a bigger name trade and i could see something like because i think multiple of those dudes would be in the rotation and playing you know on a nightly basis so yeah adding hartenstein to that center bullpen would be good yeah i think he's a sneaky good player and quickly be awesome as a third guard i got a weird one oh another hornets one follow me you didn't put you didn't put my guy in the last one and i was pissed 
Ro- Terry Rozier. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm on. looking for some wings. I'm looking for some defensive wings. Okay. Mavs send Tim Hardaway and Davis Bertans. Okay. Follow me. Mavs get back Ooh. Gordon Hayward or the or the corpse of Gordon Hayward. Two, I don't know if I want to sign up for that experience. And Jalen McDaniels. So you get a defensive wing with Jalen McDaniels. That's nice. Okay. You get off of – so Charlotte splits Hayward's contract into two. They basically do the Porzingis-Dinwiddie-Davis-Bertans deal, right? They do that one. They split it into they split it into two instead of having one – instead of having one guy for $60 million for two years, they get two guys for $60 million for three years, basically. So they split that. They also get a playable player in Tim Hardaway instead of Gordon Hayward, who is not playable consistently. Okay. The Mavs will get off of the money sooner – of those two guys. And they get Jalen McDaniels, who's a young defensive wing, fit right in their rotation. They also get Gordon Hayward, and they have to figure out if he can play or not. If he can play, that'd be awesome. If he's not, then he's a contract on your books. That trade ruins your planned powder for the summer. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) But it opens up a ton two years from now. Or or one year one calendar year from now, basically, it opens up a ton of money. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that one. I think I'm kind of indifferent on it. It's just I, the Gordon Hayward experience seems <laughs> it so, seems really bad, so draining. But would you do? We just signed up for the Kyrie experience. So would you do that same trade if it was PJ Washington instead of Jalen McDaniels? Now you're talking my language. I think you'd have to put a first in for Charlotte to give up PJ Washington. But if they're getting off of the Hayward contract and they and PJ Washington is the tax for it, then yeah, I don't think I don't think the Hornets would do that. But it's an interesting one to think about. Uh, I got a last trade for you. Wait, can I, can I share my crazy one I sent to you today? Because oh, please, I, let's I teased it. I teased it. I have to share it now that guys. Now that, listen, now that if you're can... listening right now and you want the pod to keep going. <laughs> I need you to tweet at Nick right now and say, I want longer pods back. Uh, it's my job to make sure we don't have longer pods sometimes. <laughs> um, my wild swing trade. You didn't right. like you didn't like this one. Okay. Oh god. You didn't like this one. But I think I think it's uh, it's sneaky. Sneaky. I think the Wolves play much better without Carl Anthony Towns. And I don't think they want to admit it. The Mavs get DeAndre Ayton. It's rumored that they're interested in him. Mavs get Ayton. Suns get Carl Anthony Towns. The Timberwolves get Tim Hardaway, Christian Wood, a first from the Mavs, and probably a first from the Suns. Two first, Christian Wood, who would work with Gobert. That's like a you're getting a you're getting a, a a different version of Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> you can put it that way. Yeah. And you're getting Tim. It would be a good off the bench, off the bench guard for them. You get to, you get clear, you clear a bunch of money from the towns thing. And you're not trying to figure out towns, go bear and all that. And you get two firsts. So then you could take two firsts and some other stuff and maybe go get something else that actually fits with your team. Yeah. I mean, my biggest issue with this, I just don't think Minnesota's giving up on towns right now. And I think if they do give him up, they're going to get more than that. You think you really think so? You think somebody else is I signing do, yeah. up for Carl Anthony Towns six years, thirty mil? Like, what is Towns making? Towns is making a ridiculous amount of money, and it's not like he's like horrible. He's just been hurt in the in the playoffs. Year. He was. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to make it to the playoffs, but they did last year, and guess what? He was not good. 
I know, but he's still considered a a good young player in the league. Like he's gonna get. I mean, that's not 30, even a Dejounte Murray package. Like he's gonna get at least thirty three point eight million this year, thirty six million next year, fifty million the year after that, fifty four the year after that, fifty eight in twenty twenty six. Fifty eight million. Fifty eight million for Carl Anthony Towns. Ooh, know, they're gonna but... be. They're gonna be paying. Listen to this. 2025. That's not even the 58 million year. This is the 54 million dollar year for Towns. They're gonna be paying one hundred million dollars for Towns and Gobert. Isaac, one hundred million dollars. It already doesn't work. They already know it doesn't work. Yeah. Get the Mavs Aiden. Go send Towns to the Suns. New owner wants to do something splashy. I'm down to get down right and I think it would be a He'd cool be a great fit. Dallas. Um all right, here's here's my last one. Okay. Sixers Mavericks. Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway Jr., Davis Bertons. Oh, Tobias, for, bring it on. <laughs> for for Tobias Harris, Thibel, and Corkmaz. Just straight up. Straight up. Aluka Tobias Aluka Kyrie Tobias. Like, I don't know how, what I would do with that. Bring him off the bench. I guess you could, right? Here's here's Philly's thinking. Thibel's on expiring contract. He ain't coming back. They're right. trying to he's, trade him. He's right gone. Now. Yeah. Um, Corkmaz just demanded a trade. Big market. <laughs> Corkmaz, the the most out of pocket trade trade demand ever. But here's the thing: Thibel's not playing a ton. Corkmaz right. is, you know, whatever. So they replace Corkmaz with Tim Hardaway. That's an upgrade for them. For them, yeah. Um. Then you look at Tobias Harris and say, "All right, now you're, now he's a he's a key part of the rotation." But they're also they've also been looking for a backup, you know, big for Joel Embiid. There's Christian Wood, Christian right? Wood. There there could be some scenarios that he plays with Joel Embiid in the same in the same lineup. <laughs> you can uh, can you convince them with the same logic? The Mavs convinced everyone that they would replace the scoring of Tobias Harris, a beloved player. With the scoring of Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway Jr., <laughs> has that logic ever gone bad for a for a franchise when they try to use it? And and, <laughs> and I think Bertons could play really well next to Joel Embiid. So like, I think we said that about Luka Doncic, and I don't think it's worked. I I think he could. I'm mean, I'm not saying he would start, but I'm just saying I, he's with the one that replaces. Guy, like, he's the one that replaces Corkmaz, actually. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually don't mind this trade at all. I think it makes sense for both sides because then Dallas gets. You know, Thibel to be, you know, your big, you know, another wing defender. They get, you know, Tobias to whether come off the bench or start at at your four spot. And now you're not really solving either one of their needs of <laughs> of, of a third ball handler or defensive center, but uh, it kind of makes sense, you know? <laughs> I love trades when the Mavericks don't solve any of their needs, like literally any of their needs. Wing defender, yes, they got that, but they don't solve it. Could listen, you flip listen. Tobias to Miami for Kyle Lowry? <laughs> I still don't think they solved that either. <laughs> they got a ball handler. You get a third ball handler. They got a ball handler. Oh, my gosh. Let us know in the comment section below. Which player do you want? Right, I got one. Oh, just, you got one more? I was just kidding. Just kidding. Say one more thing. Do it. Say the thing. <sighs> I would still do the Russ deal. <laughs> <laughs> I swear neither of us have been drinking. Have you been drinking? I haven't been drinking. You know how hard this Topo Chico's hitting right now? <laughs> We're like eight pods into the week now, aren't we? <laughs> We've done so many of these. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Live Maps. Boom. <laughs>